Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by hipstersofthecoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at patreon.com slash leavingalegacy. Magic is power. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie. And with me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry. Me. What's up, Jerry? Oh, not much, Pat. Uh, just hanging out, playing some legacy, and uh, ready for the new week. Nice, nice, nice. What are you uh, What are you playing lately? So I have been running a league of that um, intuition list we talked about last week. Oh, right. Yep. Um. The, uh, the Demigod of Revenge Intuition. Mm-hmm. And I'm like 10 games into it. And I, I think I have it on like a level one. Okay. <laughs> understanding. <laughs> <laughs> I've been losing a ton with it, but it is it is a, a lot of fun to play. Like I my problem was, is I was just like brute forcing it. Like I'm just yep. like, yeah, jam intuition as soon as possible <laughs> into Demigod. And I realized like, oh, I, I, I can't just brute force this. I need to like set it up with uh, like the um i'm back blanking on the name now but it's the white white instant that lets you return two permanents from your graveyard to the battlefield if they went to the graveyard this oh turn. right 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 yeah i can't think of, yeah i know what you're um about. brought back yes thank you uh which is one of the best like ramp mana ramp spells ever because you just mm-hmm. go like crack crack fetch lands cast it bring those two fetch lands back and now you're on four mana mm-hmm. so it it uh it's a lot of fun but also the mana base is super tight on that deck so I would just keep screwing myself over by not being able to get the right colors at the right time because it's a deck that wants white, white, and then also wants five black or five red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> it it makes it a little a little difficult. But I'm I'm starting to figure the deck out, and it's it's been a lot of fun playing it. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um. Do we have a special guest tonight, Pat? Uh. Yeah, we do, Jerry. So uh, last week we had mentioned uh this player um by their username because we've actually covered a lot of their decks in the in the past um just because you know we always go by the uh i shouldn't say we always go by but we often use the uh the mdg legacy subreddit um for just like finding like cool lists and stuff from like the five o's or the challenges and whatnot and uh this player this is this person is always coming up again and again uh under these these spicy list uh 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 kind of subheading there and we wanted to welcome onto the cast punishing waterfalls otherwise known as matt what's going on matt not too much thanks for having me on yeah, yeah. thanks for being here uh jerry jerry and i were actually just ch- chatting about one of your decks last week uh from the from the 5-0 lists um but you know it always seems like you're running like these kind of like um thinking outside of the box kind of decks which is not my specialty at all like jerry is much more like akin to that sort of like thinking and i kind of want to hear about like you know what kind of motivates you to like uh play these these kind of unusual unique decks i mean i I get bored of the same thing um you know i I know there you have your tried and true players like all right this person's always going to be on land this person's always going to be on delver and they're Mm -hmm. probably better than me you know because they're focusing (laughs) and they're just gonna like they're an expert you know or you get Mm -hmm. kai on doomsday who just like you know probably dumpsters me like i I couldn't tell you the last time i beat him um so but for for me i just legacy has such an insane card pool right with so many insane interactions uh i just like to try basically everything um and just you know just uh if i I, I, sometimes I'll see an idea and I just want to tweak it for myself. 
um you know put my own little twist on it and then um other times i'm just like you know in a mood to lock people out and say all right you know i'm just gonna armageddon some people this week like which is where the 5-0 list came from i i went to go play um i was playing a league with lands and i Mm -hmm. faced like i think it was like three combo decks in a row just got absolutely stomped and i said you know what i'm just registering trinisphere and archon and i'm just gonna like you know hopefully parent to the same people and, mm-hmm. and crush them so it's sort of just yeah whether it's by mood or, or this or that but uh yeah there's, there's if i think something looks interesting then i'll give it a shot basically yeah nice um and let's talk about your most recent list because it's uh pretty cool how did did you develop this list or did you come across it or where, where do you kind of get your deck your deck ideas um, I mean, this is like, uh, right. I mean, like stacks, like a stacks or like, you know, a stompy list has been around a while, right? Like there's definitely nothing innovative about ancient tomb, Trinisphere chalice or anything like that. But, um, I know Mr. Lee would always play like the, um, it's like almost Eldrazi and taxes with like, oh, this, is, this is the white prison deck we, were, we talked about last week, uh, Jerry, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so so Mr. Lee would always play uh, like Thalia, it, like there's Eldrazi taxes, which I I, I messed around with like several years ago, but it would be like all right Thalia and Thought Not Seer um, and Archon of Ameria. But then I, I like I ran Lotus Petal, which I hated. Um, I hate just like losing mana like to play a Thalia, mm-hmm. and then they like, Karakas it, and it's like all right, that's <laughs> great. I just use a Lotus <laughs> Petal for that. Like that feels real. That feels rough. So I thought about um, but Archon I thought was just like I think it was one of the most like busted hate bears in the format right like it, it just is it does so much like fetch lands come into play tap like you to play one a turn um it, it limits so many decks um you face lands all their lands come in tap maze wasteland like it is just such such a big game and to get it out without using lotus petals you need mox diamond right that's like the most appropriate thing so that sort of drove drove me to this style list where you're going to run a, a bunch of lands crucible of worlds where you have like an end where you pitch a land on mox diamond you get it back with crucible um and you don't care about playing more than one spell per turn right that's all we really are going to do every time we're going to tap out for a crucible or uh, like wasteland you and activate saga yeah or do something like that so archon doesn't affect us really at all um so it's sort of a a, a brew of and and one of my favorite cards, Smokestack, uh, just isn't playable anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like you, you face something like eight cast, and they're like, okay, seven bobbles, Kappa, go, and you're like, Smokestack, <laughs> like, yeah. like, like my, my my next upkeep, you're gonna have to sack one of those bobbles. <laughs> like, you're, you're you're in big trouble. <laughs> like, I, I, uh, so so the, that card lost so much potency that uh, I thought, like, let's just cut the smokestack entirely, um, you know, and then you do something significant, like uh, you know, Armageddon people, like. Uh, lands is everywhere eight mulch i've been playing that that's been gaining popularity mm-hmm. uh, even these kappa decks where you can just like armageddon their ancient tombs and, and sagas and all that and then with archon letting them come into play tapped it you're getting them before they can even do what they want to do with the mana mm-hmm. so um there's a culmination of a couple things i had seen like from a couple like i just sort of combined a couple different ideas into sort of uh this list so how, how does that work generally do you find lists that you're interested in and then kind of like t- try to tweak them or do you just kind of like from like ground up like build these decks that you play no i'm definitely more a tweaker um i think like rather than um i rarely have like uh any idea like like that's i would say i in legacy it's probably pretty hard to claim like you have a new idea that no one's sure. tried yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. i mean like so uh, i think it's like i'm the first person ever to combine like you know May- this card and that card it, it's it's I, I think it's kind of silly but i definitely would say like i really enjoy the tweaking process putting my mm-hmm. own spin on, on, on things like or maybe um 
the the one big one is probably like eight mulch, um, mm-hmm. which you know I I've I've had some some success with in the past couple of weeks. I uh, uh, saw uh, Brian um, from the Lands Discord. Uh, he five would with it, and uh, it was like the first. It was like the first really uh, rough edge list of it, and I was just like, wow, like this is kind of sick. Yeah. I was like, you know, like everyone's playing expressive, expressive iteration, right? It's two mana basically draw two. Why don't yep. we play two mana draw four? Yeah. Like, if you're like, <laughs> like if, that, that, that seems like it, it's much, you know, it, it seems so good. And uh, I'm like, man, wow, like mana bond and mulch. I'm like, where you could just like go crazy. So I, I sort of took his list and I, I tweaked it in a couple different directions. and got a couple trophies playing a white splash, a red splash, this splash. You know, like I got one with like a 15 card sideboard because I just wanted yeah. to, I try to league with 15 singletons because I'm like, I don't know what I want. And then yep. I ended up trophying and I'm like, okay, now I need to like actually make it like a good sideboard, like most people, right? <laughs> Where it's like, 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 like three of three of two of two of and like one, one of instead of 15, one of just like, yeah, like jerk, jerking around. <laughs> um, but it's just, uh, yeah, like, like, so when I see an idea like that, that someone has, like, so I think Brian, like, that was probably a pretty innovative idea, right? Like, he didn't create lands, but the putting the eight mulches in the list is pretty, that's pretty cool. And yeah. then I just sort of like tweaked it to my flavor um um to like my my play style or or whatever Mm -hmm. i I thought weaknesses were and that's picked up a lot now too now people are playing four mulches in regular lands you know with Mm -hmm. like some crop rotations and stuff Mm -hmm. and there's probably some perfect number uh, of something or other but uh but yeah that's sort of it i i I like to i see something that catches my eye either on yeah like you said go i go on mtg legacy the people that do that full spice have like like um yeah you know, semi-spice type of thing, and that really gets... I love seeing that. And that's, like, I typically just look there. I'm like, let me see which two or three decks are, like, you know, are, are, are standing out this week. Yeah. Oh, cool. oh, 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 this, like, blue-red Del- Del- Delver player changed the 15th sideboard slot. That's really neat. It, like, it does, yeah, it does get, like... I, mean, a, I, I Listen, I'm, like, a blue-red Delver player. I love the deck, but, like, we can only cover it so much because, like you said, there's... <laughs> because the deck is, like, it's so much, like, um, uh, you know, it's kind of, like, on point right now. Like, people have tuned it to to no end so there's not as much wiggle room in a deck like that whereas like uh well there's not as much wiggle room if you want to be like you know yeah uh, like, like perfect like top tier. Deck, right? yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah. if you want to play it on the s tier level if you want to yeah. play S- at the s tier blue red delver you probably have like two to four flex spots or something like that right. like in the main deck and the rest is just like oh you need f- four of these you know 10 cards like, exactly. like, you need, they, like exactly. there's your 40 cards they're locked there's absolutely nothing you can do about it yep. and then it's like oh you can play like a gut shot or an unholy heat right, right like, like right. You, you 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 could do some decision like that i mean that's really that's really it though and yeah. then your sideboard is like oh i could play meltdown or energy flux do i want to be crazy this week like <laughs> right, you know right. and, and um so <laughs> it's <laughs> like, like like so so and and they have huge if that's for you that's great but that's definitely just not my <laughs> you know that's not my um uh what do you i don't know what term you want to use but yeah yeah it's not your style well yeah it's like... not my style or yeah, yeah it's uh you know um but yeah so like i said i go to this full size this the semi-spice and then mtg top eight uh yep. check that out because then you get some harahura uh you know they list from mm-hmm. japan which they have a lot of cool uh innovations a lot of the time or then you get the ones from europe or south america they post and you may you may find someone that played in some weird shop like like some little sh- shop with eight people yep. in brazil and their list got posted it's like wow that's neat like i never yeah. saw that if it wasn't <laughs> Yeah. for this like let me let me mess around with that so it uh really also kind of highlights uh what a shame it is that wizards doesn't post all the lists anymore um because years ago wizards used to print post like every list from every league and mm-hmm. people would pour through those lists and uh now it's like a, a percentage chance that it gets posted i believe i don't know how the official system works 
Yeah, the, the system is like it, it's absolute trash, and I, I agree because it, it, it basically it has to be I guess like twenty cards different from another oh, list for yeah, it to get posted, yeah. and they only post five O's, right? Unless it's like a prelim where a four one gets posted, or you know, depending on the number of people, blah blah right. blah. But but they literally have all the lists from everyone, and it's like it, like so what what what. What that does is this is like a little rant for me, but because like like so say you go to Goldfish, right? And you, you're like, Oh, let me look at popular decks, let me go to legacy, and you're like, Wow, Delver's eighteen percent of the meta, mm-hmm. the second closest is seven. Right? right with death and taxes right so actually delver is way 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 higher than that because what happens is all the repetitive delver lists don't get posted so it's yep, not right. being taken into the percentage um and then the decks that are very low like so say uh, a deck that trophy is like you know once a week right? like say, say delver gets posted maybe twice in a like mm-hmm. or once in a dump that could have been 20 trophies right right and then you get like some weird uh like then you get like all right naya depths that got posted once all right so mm-hmm. they each get one take like click on on goldfish yes but yeah. obviously delver trophied a million times more than yeah like, they're weighted very differently right yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so 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 it's it's so it leads to very misleading um metagame breakdowns mm-hmm. you know and uh yeah. you like, like you would need like they have all the information they could say here's and that's why they banned dragon man they're like delver trophy twice as much as the next closest deck right and they're like we, we need we need the band we need the band ragavan yeah. and it's it's just like uh well if you put all that information out then people could appropriately like play you know choose decks and all this and that but well that's that's rant. why so <laughs> with the reason why wizards did this they made this switch is they said the people were figuring out metas too quickly and so they weren't going to be releasing the decks all the decks anymore because they were hoping it would slow down people figuring out the meta yeah, and I think it has like the actual like opposite effect. Like especially it's with like a format with like, it, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get people, when you get people, especially like legacy players, I think and like older format players, you know, that it's maybe for standard, you know, or, or that that would have been a concern, I guess. You know, when people are just like, sure. oh, oh, like, uh, and I mean, I just think it's it's so ridiculous <laughs> because yeah. people will draw their own conclusions anyway, right? Like, guess what? The competitive players right now, like. Be, they're not releasing all the deck lists, but are the competitive players playing Delver? It's like right. most likely, like, like if, if you want to just be successful, your best bet is, is to play Delver, right? Like you're like you're gonna get some free wins where you just have threat days, Merktide, and you're dead, mm-hmm. <laughs> like like yeah. a, a, nothing. So, um, if you if you just want to like try to like you know build up your ticks to like get cards or or have the best chance of success, you're probably just gonna you know sign up Delver. Like you don't need mm-hmm. to see Delver trophied a hundred times. Like we already see it's 18% with the limited amount that was given. It's like, you're just going to play Delver regardless. Right, so right. I, I don't know what you're doing by hiding that information. So let, let me ask you a question. How long have you been playing legacy? Uh, so I got into legacy, I guess around 20 magic. I got into magic at like 2010. So I guess okay. legacy was like 2013 ish around, okay. around that time, 2012, 2012, 2013. Yeah. And uh, my, so my first, completely built legacy all right so my first tactically completely built legacy deck was a mono blue delver deck you mm-hmm. know because it was like all right all islands no wastelands and i actually got top 64 in scg oh nice um, yeah yeah it was actually like yeah i just ran uh i ran curfew i don't know if you're familiar with that card where no. it's like each play so it's a one mana instant each player returns a, a creature they control to the owner's hand and so and it ran like ninja of the deep hour and delver oh and, and, yeah and, uh, oh like, i like, remember those those lists. yeah yeah, yeah. So, so so it's a mono blue budget deck and and uh, I, I just remember it's like I put in like a Delver off a show until they put an Emrakul on my curfew. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, like all right, yeah, I put my Delver back, you put Emrakul back. All right, yeah. that's fair. And I actually beat like a sneaking show player. Um, you know, or I, I, I even curfewed like they're like Blightsteel. They, they got like 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 a Cabeltha Forge Master, Blightsteel, uh, Lightning Greaves, Attack. And I'm like, 
curfew. And it's like, it's like it doesn't, it doesn't target. It's like, no, we each bounce. And it's like, that's your only creature, huh? It's like, all right, yep. so Blight's still back to your hand. And, uh, that's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so, so even from the beginning, I liked like that style deck. But uh, my first real deck, like after I invested in, um, or, or got suckered into you know <laughs> this addictive game, um, I, uh, I, 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 so I built a, I, you know, Shardless Bug was popular back mm-hmm. in the day. If you yeah. guys had played the, then you know it's like, a, you know, you have your Shardless Agent into, you know, Death Ray Shaman turn one, and then turn two Shardless Agent into Cascade into Ancestral Vision myself. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, that's that's busted. And I'm like, you know what's more busted than that is throwing a Bloodbraid Elf. And sure, yeah. yeah, so so that's where the name came from. Uh, my my name, Punishing Waterfalls. It was you'd Bloodbraid Elf into Shardless Agent into Punishing Fire. Oh, so okay. it would just be like Punishing Waterfalls, like Punishing Cascade. Um, was sort of the deck name. And nice. my first my first ever, uh, I got an SCG. I got a top eight with that when I registered that. Uh, which is which is pretty funny. It's just like my first real like bring my deck there i'm like yeah yeah i'm gonna try this and then i got like crushed by reanimator in the top eight because <laughs> it was just like i ran like like 16 blue cards or something and just yeah. got, like, like i got like smoked but uh but anyway that's when i started playing that was my first legacy deck and that's why uh my handle is what it is gotcha gotcha awesome yeah i remember those that that really takes me back because the that was definitely some fun some fun parts of uh legacy's history <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. That was like, yeah, Return the Ravnica. You know, we got our our, our uh, Death Rite Shaman, and we got Abrupt Decay printed because to break up the counterbalance lock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that was when things I think really took a turn up because like Miracles was like obviously oppressive. There's really no good. You need like Crows and Grip or something like that when they don't have a three drop. But then Abrupt Decay gave like Bug like a clean answer. And now all of a sudden like you're able to 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 combat it. And I thought that was like I thought it was a pretty good meta back in back then. Honestly, that was like some real fun legacy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, yes and no, because Death Rite Shaman, like, it's it was my favorite, like, gameplay of Legacy because it was, like, lots of grindy mid-range decks. Then that's a really... Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm glad that card's gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I that, agree that, with you that. There, that's a fun yeah. way to play it, but it also it's just, like, everything was the same. So it just got a little old. There was... Yeah. I feel like there was a time, though, when, like, when Death Rite was around that it wasn't, like, a Death Rite soup deck. Like, there the was fir- a while... The first, that, the like, first year when, of Death Rite was totally fine. Like, I, Once mm-hmm. Top got banned, then you saw, like, the Grixis, like, the Grixis soup deck become, like, the most played deck, right? And that's when, in my opinion, Death Rite Shaman became, like, a real nuisance. Because you would yeah. see him once in a while, but, like, once once you lost Top, that's when, like, Grixis Delver became, like, the deck to play, and everyone was playing, like, some some form of a death red shaman deck it's kind of insane to think if you look back yeah, there was grixis delver which had like you go like turn one death right turn two young pyromancer probe you therapy you oh. flashback therapy with the token and oh. it was just like you just got shredded <laughs> well <laughs> i also remember when the meta shifted away when that wasn't good enough anymore like and people people stopped running like cabal therapy and be, just because it just wasn't good enough anymore yeah the young yeah. pirates because it was too slow <laughs> like <laughs> yeah that yeah it was, it was it was check pile right that's like yep. the yep. first yep. thing right right it was check pile and it was like uh just again that's that soup sort of thing it was like mm-hmm. you know it was death Raid soup or, or you know, uro soup now where it's just like yep. you you throw this card in build around it and you know things you put all the strong cards with it and it'll yeah. be it'll, it'll be good so right um but i mean it what do you feel right now in the legacy meta is the best tools for people wanting to play those kind of like wacky soup style decks that that you like you know just trying different you know off meta flavors like what are the kind of the cards you gravitate towards right now well I, i've been i've been sort of on this uh like i like that archon list um i, I was on uh mr lee's stream last night he had a, a charity stream so i was um 
I was uh, I was on that uh, towards the end, and we played a league with uh, the Archon Stompy list, and uh, we we ended up going three two, which was pretty good. We lost to the the Days and Doing list, which I absolutely despise. <laughs> Day, I, like like like, I, like honestly, it's like I, I don't know how Days and Doing and Echo of the Ends are legal when you like Windfall is banned. <laughs> it's just right. like right, like like where Windfall is like like you know it, it restricts the number of cards you can draw. This is just a guaranteed draw seven, and we have eight lock pieces that prevent you from drawing. Yeah. So um, don't get me started on that. But we lost to that, <laughs> and then we then, then we lost to uh we lost to Doomsday, um which is which is typically not a bad matchup for Trinity and Archon, um but that they had. Game one, it was like pedal, pedal, doomsday, you're dead, and then like three temporal masteries to Oracle. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah. It's just like, all right, well, that was that was good. Yeah, we'll play both sides. We really had fun. So uh, <laughs> hard fought, and then um uh and then yeah uh we we, we won one post score game and then we lost. It was that mid range one now, which is like the baleful strixes and Merktide regions mm-hmm. and stuff. Which which is like I hate doomsday as a card, but I, th- I I like that innovation a little bit that people are, are trying to do new stuff. Um. But yeah, so with the meta right now, it seems like like I, I I've been gravitating. I, I've been messing around with like Trinosphere. Um, I think Trinosphere is really good. Uh, you have these eight cast decks that you know it, it stone cold your baubles, right? Like all right now, your mission's bubble costs three. Like I'm fine with that. Uh, so uh, it it stops even like um, it, it's just it's it's probably the most powerful turn one play in the format. And uh, instead of like a, the mo- so the issue I had with like Moonstoppy is like the, the, these decks are running a lot of basics, and um, you know ending is everywhere and ending takes care of Chalice and uh, so Chalice isn't good on its own. I think Trinosphere is much better because they can get rid of your Chalice turn two. Or I used to play Sphere of Resistance or, or and stuff in like um, Cloudpost decks and they're just. Yeah, but it sucks, right? Because you're like, all right, Ancient Tomb Sphere, and they're like, all right, well, for two mana, I can still prismatic ending it, right? And, yeah, yeah, and it's, it doesn't like like it's not like a real thorn effect anymore, which is kind of uh, it's kind of frustrating. So, I, I've been on that. Um, I think I I've, I've, I found a curses list uh, from Herahira. I'm probably gonna try next, mm-hmm. um, which was pretty interesting because it's actually was running the um, what's this card? Mar- uh, the March March of Wretched Sorrow. Which oh. is the, the which is that new black uh the black march uh, okay. like the, the most popular one is what the otherworldly light where it's like the white one and you can discard cards and exile it you know whatever that costs less so this is black discard X cards you know it makes it cost two less and it deals mm-hmm. damage to a creature or a planeswalker um so I thought it's a pretty great addition to curses because you can take down Tefries and Narsets now um okay yeah you know, you know, it's giving you game yeah. versus these planeswalkers that you didn't have before it's an instant which is really nice it gains you life which is even good versus like a DRC or a, a, a Delver anything like that and then you still get to play like your Trinosphere's Chalices uh and main deck Leyline which is good because again I hate Delver so being able to <laughs> shut off Merktides and DRCs from yep. from like game one is, yep. is such big game right now so a deck with Leyline in the Void I think is really really good right now and uh yeah again just yeah, it has trinity and it has like curse and karn which are just two great win cons you mm-hmm. know right away so i've been sort of going down a stompy route um and then i, I might mess around with sudden substitution i, I saw that 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 top dated recently uh with the uh, um uh what you call with hive mind i'm not mm-hmm. sure if you guys have seen that no, Wait, I the, haven't. A hive mind list is making a comeback. That is, yeah, that's yeah, space. exactly, yeah. So, so it has, you know, it, it runs your your packs like you you know, back in the day, right? Your your yeah. uh, whatever pack, pack negation, pack. yeah, yeah, yeah. Your inferno pact or whatever that is, you know, to make like they can't pay the four and, and you win. So, but now they're playing um uh, sudden substitution. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen that card. If not, you should pull that up. That's it has a lot of text on it, but uh, <laughs> it's uh it's it, it costs four blue blue two colorless and. It has split second, which makes it like, uh, which is like the reason the card is actually good. 
And what you do is you exchange control of a creature and a spell. So if your opponent has any creature, what you could do is like Inferno, you, know, you use the red pact, hold priority, sudden substitution, you get their creature and they can't respond to it and they're stuck oh. with the pact. Oh, interesting. So, so basically it's giving you eight ways. So instead of just having the four hive minds, you now have four sudden substitutions and the packs all sort of work in turn with that. Mm-hmm. So, it's, um, so it's like donate with a packs. Like you're donating. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, you're donating this, this pack that they can't ever, you know, and you're that like, they can't right. pay on their upkeep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and, and the, the big game is that it has a, a split second. Because without right. a split second, it would be terrible, right? Because they could just kill their own creature or they can yeah. counter it. Yeah. But um, but the, but the fact is that if you just go like packed, hold priority, this, and it's just it, it's over, right? Like they just they they, they they never have a chance to respond. <laughs> um, so that's pretty. That's something I that, think pretty pretty neat. So that is super cool. That really gives me like illusions of grandeur, donate vibes, like that classical <laughs> legacy deck. Plus, it's also running Hive Mind, which is another classical legacy deck that hasn't seen play in a million years. So that's super awesome. Yeah, I was really happy to see that. Um, it, I, I don't know the person's name, but you know, it's in the deck dump, so you can see that on Goldfish or um, uh, on the subreddit. You know, you'll you'll see that someone did that. So that's pretty cool. Um, I might mess around with that. Uh, but yeah, those those are pretty much the ones I'm, I'm gearing towards right now. Mm-hmm. Um, just permanent, like I do, cheese them out with your own combo or lock them out from doing their combo is going to be my mentality right now. Um, the blue soup decks, I played uh, Control a little while ago, but it's just like it's so tedious and like frustrating like i remember we were playing like it was like a grixis control mirror and it was just who had like the nars like narset plus days i'm doing you know yep. type of situation yeah. and it was like you're not the if you're not the one that sucks if you are it's like and, and to me they're not even feel good wins like they're not like like it's funny like to do it once or twice but to like try to play like a challenge and, and just try to keep doing it it's just not for me and mm-hmm. I, I think it's probably very strong but um yeah it's not for me if gotcha. like my, my my last blue list i'm looking back was uh i played spell starter sprite that i got a 17th in a challenge with uh i went like uh, like four four two or something mm-hmm. and uh but uh I want to play something interesting. Like, so that was uh, like, I ran four fairy seers. I don't know if you remember, like are familiar <laughs> nope. with that card. It, it's so, so it's a, it's a one, one blue mana for a one, one flyer. And it just scries two. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, so basically I was playing that in the ninja list. Okay. Right. So, so, cause you play spell starter straight it increases your, your, your count there. It's a one drop that could get ninjutsu the following turn. It's a blue card for force of will. Um, and it lets you run really low lands. You can run like 17 lands. Cause you're just scry. You're the, constantly scrying. Those were like the, oh, not OG, but like the current iteration of ninjas. I feel that was the list that kind of, uh, spawn that because I, I remember when that uh, kind of was started making the rounds everyone was speaking up like oh ninjas are ninjas might actually be a thing ninjas are uh, kind of more than a meme deck yeah yeah definitely I, I've, I've done ninjas a little bit in the past I have yeah, I have like a trophy with like your basic version of it. Um, with your uh, uh trophy, I just look back. There was one with Ragavan in it. It's just like Ragavan was so busted. It's like are you playing blue black ninjas? Yeah, splash red for Ragavan. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, 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 sure. Cause, cause it's just like it's so stupid. Um, no, it just like look. I got what 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 a stain that was. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's basically been my mentality. It's like the 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 the, the like the play the six forces decks like. 
Uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll go around to it if I find some like weird variant that looks pretty cool. Um, you know, play like Wandering Emperor or something like that to to, to have a little fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, or or maybe like a some sort of a standstill list um, with Mox Diamonds and a Timeless Dragon is like my new favorite card. That card oh, I feel really? is. <laughs> That card is just it does everything you want. Like you know, it gets you it gets you a land drop and then you get you a creature that you can play that you know that you're not casting. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, you know, it's a four for a flyer with evasion, which is great. Um the, the biggest downside is Tef bouncing it is probably the most feel bad since it's you know it's a token and mm-hmm. they basically kill your four four and draw a card. Right. So um, so that's kind of a that's kind of a beating. But um I, I think it does a lot for a lot of different your regular control lists or or especially standstill since you could make sure you hit land drops and it's not once you have standstill and play, you're not casting it, right? You're getting a four four and play without having to cast anything which i think is a, a pretty big game yeah so one thing we talked about last week uh was that it seemed like uh it was surprising seeing a prison list because it kind of feels like prison suffering a bit right now because in the past couple of years wizards has just been printing a ton of alternate casting cost cards that get around a lot of the prison cards. You know, you're you're taking advantage of two of them here with you know solitude and timeless dragon, but then there's stuff like Besaju. Uh, how do you feel like cards like Chalice of the Void, uh, Trinisphere, and other you know prison deck cards are are facing right now in the meta? Yeah, no, it, it's the worst time ever, a hundred percent. Because like a little while ago, you know, I, I topped the challenge with uh, with uh, playing mud. You know, before like ending got printed, because I was like, I was like, I, I remember just some weird, weird like Saturday morning. I'm like, I'm gonna play mud in this challenge. Like, <laughs> let's see, let's see. Like, no, no, no one, no one's gonna expect this, and they didn't. You know, so that was that was pretty cool. I got to, like top eight or top four or something. But now, especially yeah, prismatic ending, right? That's that's like yeah, that's that that's like the card. Yeah, and then Besage certainly didn't help anything. Um, so. I think it's definitely suffering, and you need to be innovative to try to have your cards have text like. You can always play red stompy, right? And just try to uh that's one of the advantages to that, because you if you uh Blood Moon them, maybe they don't have white for ending and maybe they don't have green for Besaju. So you could try to like cheese them out with that. I think that's definitely viable. Um, but with a lot of decks are running basics right now and they're running mostly like six force of wills. So you, to be all in on that is a little rough. Um I do like that's why I, I do really like Trinosphere. Um, I think that's that's pretty strong, and I do like Archon a lot because Archon can't get Besaidude. Um, they're and it puts their lands to play, you know, coming in tap, so they're not even going to be able to ending that on turn three realistically. So I think Archon is the biggest addition, and also the uh, Armageddon and Ravages of War, uh, because it, you, what you're doing is just trying to slow them up enough. Where and then you just being able to wrath their lands and reset it, sort of like your two-two flyer can just get there, right? Because like their land comes in tap and they're they're waiting to do their prismatic end and they're waiting to get an untapped green source to besage you, and then you could just ravages of war. Okay, and now they have to start over right there. Fetchland comes in tap, Fetchland comes in tap. If they don't have basics to fetch, like like you're just time walking them so many times. So I think it's in a very bad spot. I I definitely agree. So. But I, I like sort of this this angle. Um, I think this is probably this and oh, the Blood Moon list will always be probably the number one because you could just cheese wins like very mm-hmm. easily, right? Like they could mm-hmm. they have Trinisphere and they also have the Blood Moon, which can can win games a lot of times, especially that these uh you know you have like these arrow piles that don't even play basics sometimes, right? They're just running like like, like whatever twelve dual lands, <laughs> so you could just uh really just get them with it, and and that's probably not wrong. Or you play something like uh the Ar- like Archon of Ameria to me is like the Blood Moon, right? They they both yeah. sort of do the same thing where you mess with their mana, um, and then 
I, I just uh, the white is just a different take. I, I'm not gonna, whenever say it's better, but it's definitely just a different way to sort of go about it. And um, I, I've like I played two 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 leagues with it. I guess it's like a five zero and a three two, um, and it felt good, you know. And it, mm-hmm. if you want to, if you like, I'd I'd say if you want to play this style deck, then I think this is a good list. I wouldn't say pick this up if you want to win anything, but I, <laughs> I'd say I'd, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to ever claim that. But I think like if you enjoy this play style, then it's a reasonable list. It, it's a it's very reasonable versus the meta game right now, um, and it's. It's not forgiving though, so you probably will take a couple L's just like getting a feel for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like sequencing is very big when you want to lose your city of traders, like when to run out your moxes, which hate piece do you want to play? Like is it Archon or Trinosphere? You know, game one, turn one, like like um and so uh it's like I said, I would try it if this is something you're into. Um, but if you want to win, it, it is a very <laughs> it's probably the worst prison's ever been ever with prismatic <laughs> like 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 really prismatic ending and then like that was rough enough because that was such a clean answer like they have main deck answers to chalice and trinosphere which like they really didn't have before mm-hmm. i guess te- um i guess it'd be like tefri which is uh uh you know way more decks run ending than they do tefri and then they run more copies of it so then boseju comes along and that thing could be uh a, a real it could be a real beating though mm-hmm. i did face uh lands yesterday and they were they, with mulch and they revealed a besage but we were still able to win um just because like we had a ley line of the void and play a trinosphere like you you can build up so many things right you have so especially post board with ley lines you can just build up so many things that like a besage won't save them mm-hmm. right, 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 like, it won't be a single thing it'll be like they need force of vigor plus something else and then you right. could be in trouble but um if they're having that you're going to be in trouble no matter what deck you're playing i think so yeah it's, it's basically i feel it's gone from a single lock piece could just cheese win you the game. Like you could slam blood moon and your opponent would just scoop it up just because like, I got no yeah. basics. I haven't resolved anything games over. Now I feel those situations are a lot rare. You really have to, like you said, get the two piece, three piece lock in order to actually, you know, get a win. Yeah. You need to have such a high density of cards that matter unless like fluff, you know, which it was mm-hmm. like, I loved cards like, uh, like Tangle Wire and, and that type of thing. <laughs> you're uh, you're talking like, to a guy <laughs> whose first legacy deck was, uh, Stasis Chronotog, uh, Tangle Wire <laughs> to win the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I, I, I like, the, like Tangle Wire is that, that sort of plays a similar role to, uh, what would I compare that to? The, the reason I, I, I've lost, the, like, I'd say it fell out of flavor for me, and I'm probably one of the, like a few people that actually would would play it. Is because now again, it's these decks like eight cash that just dump things that like so many permanents into play. Mm-hmm. And again, it, you know, where they just like start tapping things. The same reason mm-hmm. Smokestack lost a lot of its um uh, potency is that they just have things to tap, right? They'll just tap their Mishra's bubbles, yeah. or they'll just tap um you know the like other decks that play mox diamond and things where they they can still put a land out like you know a, a, or so there's so many good turn one plays mm-hmm. that it, it's it's they're not really restricted on like oh i need to get to turn two to play a permanent and you can mm-hmm. sort of like lock them out you could time walk them for two or three turns and it, it sucks because i, I love tingle wire and i thought that was um I thought it was pretty neat, and uh, I was trying to mess around with some things before the ending of Boseju, trying to get like proliferate and stuff, so you get to like so just keep your key, like just you continually keep your counters up, you know, yep. where yep. Uh, <laughs> where you have like Throne of Geth, and you're like proliferate, you're, like you're sacking things that they're about to die to pro- pro- keep those things around, and and, and proliferate is really neat with like Urza Saga because you can, uh, you know, you can put their saga like up to three. 
You know, so mm. say the trigger rate, right? Like, because if, if it goes like chapter two and the trigger's on the stack, you like proliferate, and it's like, oh, chapter three, and now they, it'll trigger and they sack it, right? So, Jokes on you, bitch. We're on the next chapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> you're never so you, gonna know what happened to the donkey. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's so. So there's some like neat stuff, right? That I, I was, but it, it's a shame because, uh, like, yeah, it's just it's not in a great place, and it's it's hard to spend too much time and and like effort. Like, who is like I unfortunately don't have like too much time to play Magic. I'm lucky mm-hmm. if I get a league like a league a night, you know, or something like that. I have an eight month old, you know, so I wish I had the time to just be like messing around with like oh yeah. like I'm, I'm gonna make proliferate work i'm gonna dedicate time to do that and it's just like <laughs> no i'm not like the, the most i'll nah. do is like they, like the most i'll do is like try to tweak some stuff you know here and there yeah. and uh you all spend like 15 minutes like trying to you know get get an idea uh sort, sort of smooth that before i sign up for a league and that's about it so nice dad life man i feel you <laughs> yeah yeah for you. sure so Matt, if you uh, you win the players championship, you get to design your own card. You get to design one card to save prison. What would it be? Jeez, one card. This, uh, it'd be all right. Let's see. It would have to cost two because uh, we're going to be playing Chalice. Um, it would have to be something that definitely like if you pay uh if you like play a card without paying mana you lose like 20 life our name is playfair bitch yeah yeah, yeah like like, like with, with roiling vortex like that except like uh, like just like on crack um because like uh though the force of vigors the you know uh you're obviously forcible and force like forcible wasn't too bad but again you have force negation to fight through now because the majority of our cards are non-creature mm-hmm. so you're going to go up against at least six of those typically when you face blue decks sometimes eight and then they're the force of vigors the green you know they're whatever Uro piles will run like one or two force of vigors in the board um you know so you have to fight through, through so many so something along the lines of like yeah where um you know how void mirror was like if you it's countered if you don't use colored mana, something mm-hmm. along the lines of, or, or even if it was just like, it's countered, right? Like, like just to prevent them from, from being able to play free spells for uh, like some sort of colorless mana, probably something like that would be, you would need something. The thing is it has to be like comically good. I think to like, <laughs> like, like, uh, like, uh, like you're, yeah. you're not, you're, like, just to be honest, like you're not gonna pay, you're not gonna print some, some fair colorless card and all of a sudden like your woes are gone. It's going to have yeah. to be something that's like, cracked out of its mind but like the thing is that it's not like it would be played a lot right because all those good decks play forceful and stuff like so it's not like all of a sudden this one card even though it seems comically good isn't going to be like all right now every, <laughs> now that 18 percent on goldfish is going to be sm- like smokestack you know it's like there's no yeah. shot um so i i don't even know but it would definitely have to uh be something in the realm that stops either stops three cards or, or uh something very cheap that would give your maybe give your uh, like uh like you know how there's greater ormancy that gives your enchantments uh mm-hmm. shroud what if it was like yeah like two mana like sort of pr- pr- prophetic prism enters the battlefield draw a card your artifacts have shroud there you go even that oh, like what, something... if, what if what if it what if they printed a an artifact stirring sterling grove so no, yeah 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 where it's like green and colors they all have everything else has uh like shroud yeah and then you can, can pay, it, 
pay yeah. one and sack it to search your library for an artifact. Yeah, the, exactly. So, like something like that would be very interesting because like if because they have to kill it first and you can always sack it in response. So you're not going to be down a card. Like you're yeah. down a card by playing it because it's not cantripping it really, but then you can always sack it if they try to target it. So it could replace itself later. Something yeah, something weird like that where um you can sort of protect your artifacts uh would be because it wouldn't be the like the end all be all right because they could still melt down. They'll still be able to do stuff like that, right? So mm-hmm. it's not like oh this would be the most broken thing ever. They can still play energy flux, you know, where you'd have to sack it. So while that's like, it would definitely be uh, good. I don't think anything like that would be too, too broken. Maybe let it like draw a card and then still have that alt cast rule. I said, and then, <laughs> and then maybe it'll, <laughs> maybe, maybe it'll save uh prison. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> uh, well, we're getting close to the end of the show. Any uh, decks in your future you want to talk about or anything you're like looking forward to? Uh. Right now, like yeah, probably like I'm looking for that curses list. Uh, I liked curses before, but I thought Besaidu, Besaidu. I haven't played it since Besaidu got printed, because mm-hmm. like you know they Besaidu your curse of misfortune that you just spent like a like a Chromox and a Dark Red on, and then it's still like yeah. all right, Besaidu that like that. <laughs> so I, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to get my feelings hurt on that. And uh, <laughs> like I'm like, ready to be hurt is, again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's essentially what it is. Like my my thing will be like, oh, I stuck with lands. I got like. Like I think it was like five trophies in like like a week just playing like eight mulch, and it's like well I had play points like now I can start messing around. And I went from like seventeen hundred down to like a thousand play points in like a week. It's like how did I just like what like, like I didn't cash in like seven leagues in a row or something like that because I'm just like trying absolute garbage. So see, if I- you but if you don't have that mindset, like if you're not willing to like take an L, like you're really not gonna be able to play these style decks or try to right. try to tune these style decks like. Because you, you can go to like this tournament practice room, um, but that I really don't feel like that that'll do much for you. So you either need to have like a competent friend, you know, who has the decks you want to face, or you just have you have to bite the bullet and run it through a league when it may not be tuned to perfection. So mm-hmm. see, I feel my biggest thing holding me back from doing more like spice type lists is it used to be you could run spice lists as a way to avoid playing the big budget cards and you know have an actual <laughs> affordable deck you know yeah. which is really useful for like the rental services that cap out at like you know 400 tickets that you can rent at a time mm-hmm. and he's be like oh i'll play a spicy deck the spicy deck costs like 450 ticks 50 of which is the force of wills which i already have i'm good to go but now like i'm like your spicy list is co- clocking in at over a thousand tickets <laughs> like that's yeah. absurd yeah uh, it's kind of disgusting like if you look the eight cast right now is like 1200 ticks Jeez. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, and and that's the, the sad thing is if you actually uh, go to like like modern, some people play some piles that are like fifteen hundred ticks. Wow! Because they they have like the Renin sixes and Ragavans yeah, that are banned, yeah. and then they're playing Urian, so they're up to eighty cards. So they're like you know, Omnath and four Solitude and four <laughs> Endurance, and they're just running like these cards are all like fifty ticks each, yeah. which is it's crazy that that's become the norm, right? For like a good card, it's fifty ticks instead of like. 10 ticks or 20 ticks right right and uh it, it's it's absolutely well, it, it, it's really unfortunate honestly because I, I wish like it wasn't the case so more people could play imagine paying all that money you're like playing like a 15 dollar deck and you look down and you're playing a bunch of modern cards how disappointing is that <laughs> you're yeah, still playing modern <laughs> what the fuck? oh man yeah because basically it's like you're stuck if you wanted to play like legacy for like yeah 400 ticks you're basically like on elves or ant 
you know, yeah. and like like that's yeah. it. Um, you can just even, barely squeeze sneak and show to, to work if you have the force of wills. <laughs> that's yeah, it's like it. It, it's like you could play uh like a, a nine year on death and taxes or you know, or, or something like that. And uh, so that's kind of, yeah. But I, I agree, you have to be playing like the really good cards. Um, mm-hmm. you know, because it's the big one is like saga, right? Saga's saga's big game. It's real expensive. Uh, it goes in everything, which I'm curious to see how long that'll be around. Because it's like it's a quote unquote fair card, but it just seems like you get this sort of weird thing where almost where so many archetypes are trying to play it. Um, so I don't know. But right now, what is this thing going for? Sixty one ticks for this Urza saga. Wizards has got to do something because for the longest time, Magic Online was like the way to escape the legacy price tag, where you could, you know, play legacy without you know selling a kidney. And now it's like even Magic Online isn't that. Like it's so freaking yeah. expensive. Yeah, yeah, and, and the 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 crazy thing is, like, if they want to, they could they could change the economy however they want, right? They literally yeah. have free reign. But, like, they, what Mana Traders does, they could have just done, yeah. right? They could have had like a WoW type subscription where it's like you pay fifty dollars or yeah, you know, whatever number, I, and you get everything. You get I, literally I don't know every why, card. I would do that. <laughs> I would I would give them my money in a heartbeat. Like, yeah, it's just like you get every card ever, and, and you you pay this money, and now these other services are doing it, and uh, or they could just they literally could just. Look at this Kappa Cannoneer, right? I mean, don't worry, I'm happy the card costs so much because I really want to face it, <laughs> but it's you know, it's like a hundred ticks because it's only in treasure chests, right. right? So so it's it's there's no other way to get it. So it's really just how many people open chests and how many people get lucky yep. to get this card and, and that they're not now that now that's the going rate, right? There's your market prices, their rate. They could drop it as often as like the basic lands or play points if they wanted to. They can make Kappa <laughs> literally like a five tick card mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't cost them anything. It would probably incentivize people to open more chests because you're going to get like if you're more likely to get these powerful cards right you know and right. uh yeah it's a real shame though i i agree 100 percent. i i wish uh i wish it was more accessible because yeah i'm not yeah in paper you have the reserves list there's no reason online that that you should be paying a thousand ticks for some like brew deck that has like what, what i don't know what it has i guess uh what three cities and four mox diamonds as like yeah. reserve list cards and it's like, all right, so then you go online to play it, and it's like, well, you're still playing $1,000. Right. It's just, crazy. It's disgusting. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Oh, boy. What can we do? You know? We could ban days. I want to ban, like, uh, Dragon's Rage Chandler and Merc Tide Region before we ban days myself. But I, w- I want to ban Urza Saga so I can freaking play Legacy decks again without, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> selling my kidney. Every deck runs Urza Saga, and it's like 250 yeah. bucks right out the door. <laughs> And that's it's root, yeah. Like, and that's the thing about it. It's not like oh, like Urza Saga like is, wins the game like Ragavan turn one, but it's like right. it sort of wins the game. Like you know, they they got they got two tokens and and then it like replaced itself with an artifact. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it, it's and uh, yeah, I, I agree hundred percent. But but days, I I know people love days, but it's definitely I have like ten cards I'm ready to ban, and days is probably number one on the list. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what number is Grizzlebrand? Uh, it's probably number three after Thassa's Oracle. <laughs> number three, all right. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look, I'll, look. We look. We have Archon now. We have Sarah's emissary. Like we have you all these busted. Yeah. Like, like, we, we have all these insanely busted cards. Like, are you telling me like Sneak and Show's dead because we bit we got rid of Grizzlebrand? 
like all right or reanimator is dead like like because they got rid of Grizzlebrand, it's like they always find way like they're always they're gonna put fatties into play but the fact that it's just like a draw for it like yagma's bargain is banned like why is Grizzlebrand legal mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> i i agree completely we should unban yagma's bargain that is the only <laughs> yeah. reason you know the only path of logic i see here yeah you i'm, I'm banned top and we'll have a deal <laughs> awesome uh now matt uh we're springing this on you but we like to close out each episode with a uh with an anti-work story if you're familiar with uh uh the anti-work movement do you have a terrible boss story that you'd like to share (laughs) with our listeners of just like some asshole boss who like did something completely unreasonable you could get revenge in some way if you want you know, just any any terrible boss story you want to share. But you know, the thing is, it's I don't really have a terrible Bob boss story. I, I think it's more. Um, I, I've been at my job right now for like twelve years, so I definitely I like I like my job. But the thing, the, the thing that I don't like, it, and which is like sort of a part of the whole you know anti work movement. I'm, yeah, I'm quote unquote. I'm I'm familiar, and it's more things like when you take like a, a personal day or something like that and you're still expected to pick up the phone and this yep. and that. And it's yep. like, it's like, I, 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 I worked for, for like four hours today and it's like, it's like, so like, <laughs> I worked like, for four hours on my day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's, it, and it's like, you know, like I, and I'm not compensated. So it's a personal day, but if I leave on time after eight hours or something, it's like, you sort of get a weird look, you know, like, yeah, you don't say totally. reprimand. it's not like reprimanded or anything like that, but it's, um, because there's definitely times where like, all right, so say I work 10 hours a day, right. For my first four days. And it's like, all right, well, if I miss Friday, they're, they're going to take a personal day, even though I have mm-hmm. 40 hours worked mm-hmm. or even if I, you know, or if I come in for, so I, I, I think it's, I don't know if it's the mentality, uh, you know, it's a family business. And I think there's a certain mentality that, that, that they have, you know, that I think hopefully, you, you know, or, or not letting people work from home because they feel like, you know, you're good. <laughs> you can't work from home. It won't get, have the same impact or this and that. And it's like, why not try? Like let people like, not me. I, I know I couldn't work from home, but I know that there's other positions that should have be able to work from home. And it's just like, mm-hmm. give them that chance. Like let them be home and walk their dog if they want to, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, if they get the work done, like, yeah. you know, what does it care? Especially like, even if it's still you know, a couple days a week, right. It's, say you have two people multiple functions let them alternate days working from home like give give them a chance i i love the the logic there it's like we can't trust you to work from home but we're still going to contact you multiple times uh after uh on your day off in order to get you to do things while you're at home (laughs) yeah it's like you have the functionality to do it at home for like a split second but can i trust you to do it all day it's like you're (laughs) like and people like the whole efficiency thing and this and that it's like well if we get if, if, like, if this person gets the work done what do you care like where they're yeah. whether they're here or they're so, it's yeah it's just an old mindset i don't know what the deal is <laughs> so the uh the ivw subreddit is very very solidly in the anti-work category for the most part which is pretty great and sometimes like those two categories like cross paths which i love and one of the best posts i saw recently was uh there was some you know older journeyman who like anytime their boss called him outside of work hours he would just reply with a dick pic and then no one would ever, no one would ever call him again. And I'm like, that is the best thing ever. Oh yeah, that's, uh, made me so happy. That's, that's, that's so definitely, happy. definitely a bold play. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> let's, yeah. See, let's, let's see how that one pays off, Cotton. Yeah, there's, a, there's you know, there's, uh, there's only so many industries you can do that in. And, and uh, yeah, the construction trade is, is one of them, I guess. But uh, yeah, it made me laugh quite heartily. 
man. That's funny. Well, it is cool because a bunch of also countries are passing laws making it illegal for your boss to contact you after work hours. Yeah. Uh, yep. Belgium just passed it in February that uh, it's illegal for your boss to contact you if you're not at work. <laughs> or or you should be able to get compensated for that time. Like I like you know like chunk out a half hour for for a phone call. You know what I mean? Like there should be. Well, yeah, yeah. That's the whole thing. Is like it's like all right, if like I'll be willing to answer, but you need to accept this rate. You know whatever. Exactly. Like, if, yep, yep. It, the whole thing is, if the person is open to it, then sure, but they should be paid. Like, like, yeah. but then, then if they don't want it, then you don't bother them. Like, it's like pretty simple. That and the other big movement I've seen is, uh, and I think it's in Congress is reducing the number of hours before you get overtime from forty to thirty-two. Ooh, I like oh, that a lot. I like, I like that. that yeah, to, to sort of like incentivize that thirty. They, and, and they, they should also that, lower the hours required for full-time benefits to thirty-two. Well, exactly. It, it would, it would, well, that's they just sort of. I, I believe they went hand in hand. Sort oh, of okay, type yeah. of thing. That yeah, would yeah. make sense. Yeah, because and then, but that would that would mean I think is also the minimum wage would have to be adjusted proportionate to like you know. Uh, because now you're only expected to work 32 hours instead of 40. Mm-hmm. If minimum wage is 15, it has to get taken up. So that 32 hours would equal the sum of working 40. You know, something yeah, like yeah, that where yeah. um, you would you would still get the same compensation, but only have to work 32. Or if you do keep 40, then you get your extra, you know, you get eight hours overtime. Mm-hmm. You know, which is which is uh, pretty great for for the workers. Yeah. Pat, I think I can hear uh, our buddy Ian from the Dead Format just like <laughs> turning in his uh, non. I, I feel I feel the libertarian turning out. Yeah, like the yeah. <laughs> are increasing. No, but it is it is funny that like um, you know as Americans we have this work culture where we. Um, I saw this really cool line today that I hadn't hadn't seen attributed to John Steinbeck, but I'm sure Jerry, if I if I tell you this, you'll know exactly how to finish the quote. But it's a. Uh, Socialism never took root in America because the poor see themselves not as an ex- exploited proletariat, but as temporarily embarrassed millionaires. <laughs> like we, we're all convinced, we're all convinced that like, oh, like it's okay because I'm gonna be there one day. Like you know, it's you know, like working conditions don't have to be fought for because I, I'm gonna be the guy in charge one day. I'm gonna be the next musk. I'm gonna be the next exactly. musk. Like all the exactly. people yeah. love. I don't want to increase. I don't want to increase taxes on people over like you know four hundred thousand yeah. a year because you know a couple more three percent. That could rate, be me one day. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Co- a couple more twenty-five cent raises, and I'll yeah. be right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> look, look. Uh, like, but people like don't even realize that like their raises don't even keep up with inflation. Right. You know. But it, right. I mean, and so it's definitely you know partly due to just general like education, right? The mm-hmm. education system isn't meant to like let you know what your worth is and what you should no. be fighting for. No. Um, yeah, the, there's, you know, uh, like talking, like speaking about your in the U.S., like speaking about your wages with, with your coworkers is 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 protected under federal law. Like there are a bunch of things yeah, that like people, people that. in the U.S. are not educated on like they should be because it's it doesn't <laughs> that, work and it works in their favor. You know, those, those are my favorite posts on the anti-work uh, subreddit oh. is like people posting photographs of their bosses just doing stuff like blatantly illegal. Like, yeah. remember, if you discuss your wages with your coworkers, you'll be fired on the spot. And then all the comments <laughs> are just like, congratulations. Yeah, you, you, hit the, you, hit the lot- you just hit the lottery. They actually like or, or what you do is and, and like if, if they verbally tell you that and be like, oh, I didn't know. Just send it to me in writing so I remember. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, thanks. No, thanks. I really appreciate this. Can you say that louder into this microphone? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. It's pretty yeah. much that. And it's just like, yeah, you're like, oh yeah, absolutely. Sure. Just send it to me and thank you very much. And <laughs> they're like, and they're like, oh, they're listening. Awesome. Here, here it is in writing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So uh yeah, it's uh I, I I've been enjoying very much enjoying that movement 
And I think I really think it's all been spurred, not all of it, but a huge portion of it has been spurred by spurred by COVID. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, my brother, my brother works for I'm not going to say the name of the company because I don't you know, I don't want to pull him into it. But he works for a company that makes this very specialized um, uh, piece of equipment that helps power like robot, anything that's anything that needs robotic power basically they they create this very specialized piece of equipment there's only one or two companies in the world that do it um and so they've been remote basically through all of covid and i was talking to them uh this past week actually i'm like oh you know like um you know how's it how's it going at your job like you know are they still letting you go remote and he's like yeah he's like they've tried to make a bunch of people come back into the office and he doesn't need to like he's got like an outside sales job like he just takes phone calls at, at home he's able to do everything on his laptop he works like five six hours a day you know, like throughout the day. So his, his hours vary, but like he can get his, all of his work done within like four to eight hours, four to six hours, four to seven hours a day. And he's like, yeah, they, the, the people in the company are trying to get people to come back into the office now. And everyone's just quitting. They're just saying, no, I'll just find another job. Like <laughs> everyone's <laughs> offering remote work for the, for the, for be, for the same or better money. He's like, so they're like, people aren't coming in and that's, it's going to, it's going to create a really interesting collapse of like i think like retail space like commercial space in in cities that hopefully get scooped up on the cheap and turn into like homes for people you know where they're actually needed you know it's just like wild to me that like companies want people to like fight traffic going in and out of work every day like burning up all these fossil fuels like causing accidents like losing hours of their life commuting back and forth to work for like actually no benefit. Oh yeah. Like how many of us Co- have companies had, like, are still an hour posting, plus commute. Yeah. Companies are lives. still posting record profits. Like that. Like they, they, they don't need the office spaces that they thought they needed. They probably can cut a bunch of middle management who don't need to be there to babysit people. Yeah. That's um, exactly why they, there's this big pull to bring yeah. everyone back to the office is and because there's like, an entire class of workers whose jobs go away. Like all of those office managers, you well, don't need like, an office manager. If you don't have an office, have, exactly. have, have you, have you guys seen like office space? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like, so it's like, what do you think? What do you say you do here? (laughs) It's just like, (laughs) I'm good with people. (laughs) Yeah, I'm good with people. (laughs) And and it's just like, it's like, so it's like, you know, that basically, if anyone actually looked at it, like, so what do you like? We've been functioning pretty well, you know, during COVID. So what do you think? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you, even do right now you know right, to someone right. who's making like eighty thousand dollars a year or you know like, so like, like oh, yeah, some, they're, some, the, <laughs> they're some of the most highly compensated people too yeah. <laughs> well yeah, not I, like, I shouldn't say highly compensated i should say like compared to your average worker yeah little compa- man, exactly little like, they're not, not ceos don't get me wrong. yeah yeah not, they're not right, making right. ceos but they get like you know they, they definitely could be making you know just they're under making, six figures yeah. or so like you know they're, they're not they're not yeah exactly something like that and people are just like well we've been running fine and like you you host like one meeting a week like i don't understand right. sort of what you do and it's like we'll get people back in the office and i'll show you why you know you pay me this much money and yeah. um <laughs> but it's just it's yeah it's it's it's, it's kind of sickening and yeah i don't know, I forget it was like linkedin or, or something that i saw where it was like um in my field like you know uh one of the highest like you know whatever the most was some job with the most uh positions that they were looking for uh made it mandatory to go into work so then they basically posted like work from home like very close to this look you know you know like this mm-hmm. and that and they just like literally it was the easiest like recruiting job ever because like yep. it was like one or two people went there then they were telling the other people and before yep. you know it, they had like a dozen people and it's just like like all right well we just expanded without having they took they filled like all the positions in less than a week yeah <laughs> because yeah. like yep. literally everyone is just like so we do the same thing and it's more money and i work from home yep. yeah okay exactly. <laughs> yep. so now, now i think i think that's definitely pushing it on like the middle class level but i definitely i feel it's inflation on the lower class level because freaking like gas is like four dollars and 40 cents i saw four dollars and 40 cents the other day 
and that's like cheap like there's like people in like uh california, california yeah oh yeah like i saw that it was like uh in california the price of gas is now higher than it was in the apocalyptic movie yeah uh, i am legend, <laughs> I am legend yeah, yeah. when it's like like a, po- a po- post-apocalyptic and it's yeah. like whoa we blew right past that yeah yeah. <laughs> but, yeah but you have these people working like minimum wage do- jo- uh, jobs making like eight nine dollars an hour right and it's how just much like, they're paying like yeah like how, how many like, of their hours just went to their commute yeah right. like literally <laughs> half, half half their pay is just to buy their tank of gas to get yeah, to and from work it's crazy yeah <laughs> and, and, and before i would just say before we get too off topic remember it's not it's not blue collar versus white collar that's not what it's about it's about the working class versus the owning class versus the ruling class that's what it's about the workers versus the ruling class and that's what it's really about like if someone's making like like six hundred thousand dollars a year they should be fighting for the same stuff and with just as much you know violence as a person who's making eight dollars an hour because they are both in the same boat like they are separated by they are separated by only slight degrees of variation compared to people who are making hundreds people of million dollars yeah a people don't even understand like how much different like a million is from a billion oh my god like, yes. like, 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 yeah yeah it is true. So, like, like you even have like, like i don't think you can understand like like yeah. the, the difference between a million and a billion and it's it's just so incomprehensible well, that amount of wealth you know like that mm-hmm. it's just i think it just goes over people's head because honestly if you sit down and think about it, it just makes you like sick right it does <laughs> like, yeah. yeah well the best way to get people to like have that sink in is ask them it's like hey what's the difference between a million dollars and a billion dollars about a billion dollars yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's the difference yeah. <laughs> that's actually really funny yeah. like oh, like shit. you're like yeah like, like yeah, it's, you're a, clo- it's a drop in the bucket compared right. to the ocean right yeah and, and and to your point like yeah it's not like this worker versus that worker because like i see these posts and it's like so minimum wage is $15 an hour and teachers only get paid like $36,000. So now minimum wage people only get almost as much as a teacher. It's like, right. so you should be upset that teachers get paid <laughs> that much. Exactly. Like, like, exactly. like that, that, that's the whole thing. Like when someone is getting paid at McDonald's, what teacher gets, that's, a, that's shameful. Right. You right. know, like, and that's, like that that's just tells you how system, under, not, yeah, that's not yeah, because yeah, people yeah. at McDonald's are getting overpaid. No, exactly. And, and that's the whole thing is like, you should be embarrassed that like these teachers, you know, that, that, and you, you hear some horrible stories about what teachers have oh. to go through. It's probably one of the absolute hardest jobs, you know, outside of some medical, you know, EMT type stuff. And the, with the, they have to like buy their own supplies and this and that. And yeah, they oh, get paid. Terrible. Yeah. And they need like a bachelor's minimum, you know, so they're paying yep. for in, in Massachusetts. The minimum is a master's. So you're ending, you know, you're, you're minimum like six figures in debt mm-hmm. to go make like less than $40,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Like, like, which is just absolutely like, it, it's, it's such a shame, yeah. you know? And yeah. uh, I know people who are teachers and it's just, it's awful you know the stuff that they have to um and it's like oh summer's off and it's like all right not like come on like we like i I could never do it and i I know very few people who i think could have the tolerance (laughs) to do it so it's really not summer's off because i i every teach every teacher that i know has a job that they work during the summer so it's actually never summer well yeah like like, uh, that's the other thing it's like my my dad always said uh find a job that you love and you'll work twice as hard for half the pay because people will take advantage of your passions. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's depressing but true. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, Jerry, um, do we want to do scoops and poops real quick, and then yeah, we'll let's, uh, wrap let's it up? Let's do some scoops and poops. All right. Scoops. So every week we do uh, we do scoops in the top eight. Uh, Matt, who do you want to scoop in the top eight this week? It's a way to like for us to like shout out something or you know just uh, call out something good in the community or or just the, the world in general. 
Oh, I mean, uh, like, uh, definitely a shout out to uh, uh, Interplay. You know, if you guys know uh, Tony Murata, uh, he streams and he's been absolutely crushing with uh, with uh, CloudPost. Um, he's got like his last three challenges were like seventh, sixth, and third. So he's just like absolutely uh, crushing. So definitely, um, the, the list is boring. I'll say that. You know, it's like he plays the same thing every week, but he's he's damn good at it. And like you watch him play, and you see like Glacial Chasm is a busted card. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 but I just watch him, and it, to me, it was like whenever I played a Glacial Chasm, I'm like I gotta sack a land. I'm so behind now. I'm gonna die. And but uh, he really, uh, it's 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 pretty impressive to, to watch him play. Yeah. You know, he streams and, uh, but, uh, yeah, I definitely enjoy that. So sweet. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much, uh, <laughs> that's all that comes to mind. Nice. How about you, Jerry? Who, what are you scooping in the top eight this week? Uh, I am going to scoop in the epic not because, uh, this is a paid sponsorship ad, but, uh, Brian actually asked me to write an article for them. So, uh, Oh, I put up a little, uh, matchup analysis between sneak and show and Tess. Okay. So that's live now on their Patreon, and then it's going to go live for everyone on the Monday after this episode comes out. So a couple days once after once this episode goes live, you can check that article out on uh, the Epic Storm. Awesome. Uh, I don't think I have anything to, to shout out today. Oh, I almost died today. Well, not, I shouldn't say almost died today, but I narrowly <laughs> avoided like being mauled by like uh, like you know probably like six hundred pounds worth of like uh, steel getting ripped through uh, ripped out a threaded rod in the floor today. So that was pretty fun, but. What um, <laughs> was it? Was it a gorilla? Like what? what? No, no, I was I was using. So like I'm doing something that's called um, I use what's called this machine that's called a tugger. And essentially, it's just oh, a you uh, say it's an it's a it's an it's a it's an electronic motor, um, this electric motor that's attached to this pulley that you wrap a rope around and lets you pull wire through pipes. Right. Like so you use this when it, it, it creates thousands of pounds of pressure per square inch to pull these wires through pipes. And I was pulling some old wires out of pipes today. And uh, I had it held down with two pieces of threaded rod, like it like anchored it in the concrete. And one of them ripped out and the thing shot like six <laughs> feet in the air and slammed back down on the concrete uh, right in front of me. It was it was pretty exciting. Uh, so then so then I just I anchored it down with four pieces of rod and that seemed to do the trick. So oh, good. Uh, but that was that was pretty fun. So shout out to threaded rod. Shout out to threaded rod today. <laughs> Fun fact, the Tugger was Pat's mom's name back in the 1970s. Oh. <laughs> uh, Jerry, she was 10 in the 70s. So oh, okay. oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, Matt, thanks. Thanks for coming on this week, man. It was great to talk to you. And and I'm sure we'll be going over the over your decks, you know, in, in the coming weeks and months, because you always seem to be have like the uh, the spicy lists on uh, on the subreddit. So uh, we appreciate that very much. And and if anything comes up and you're like and you're working on a new deck or you have something you think is especially uh, caliente, please, like, don't hesitate to, to contact us. We'd love to have you back on again, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'll you know, definitely hit you guys up. And uh, yeah, you can check me out on uh, Twitch or YouTube. You know, the same name, Punishing Waterfalls. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, I, I stream sporadically. You know, it's whenever the, the kid's asleep and the wife is asleep. And, <laughs> yep. you know, just sort of like, uh, like, oh, yeah, you're going to go to sleep. All right, I got some stuff to do. Yep, gonna... <laughs> yeah. I can I can keep myself busy, I think. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that definitely, uh, yeah, check it out if you're interested in, like, you know, some of the stuff, we, like the type of decks we talked about. And, uh, but yeah, no, thanks for having me on. It was, uh, uh, super fun and yeah awesome, maybe man. do it again yeah for Great. sure man love that be all right thanks awesome. thanks for hanging out and uh and we'll catch you all next week bye Come on down the